What is up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Forward Thinking Founders, sponsored by Growth Meter Radio. Um, in this episode, we talk all about the Vegas nerd. We talk about brain machine interfaces. We talk about starting a startup as a student, raising venture capital outside of San Francisco. And we really just get the chance to talk to some really great founders about interesting problems um, in the stroke rehab space. So with that, I'm really excited for you to all listen to this, and I'll stop yapping, and we'll just get into it. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Aiden and Miriam, who are the co-founders of Next Rehab. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. <laughs> how is your days going? It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh. I am excited. I'm also hoping... That every question that I ask, you say the same thing for every answer, just like you did for the first two, because that is awesome. <laughs> like, that means you're literally on the same wavelength, which is what you have to be as co-founders. Yeah. Um, so usually, listeners, you know that the first question is, what are you working on? Um, but before we, uh, let's actually start with that, because that's probably a good context. What, and then we'll go into what we were talking about. What is, uh, what is next rehab? What are you working on? So Next Rehab is a company that is working on a device um, <clears throat> that does brain stimulation uh, for stroke rehabilitation, and it also pairs motion-controlled gaming to maximize motor function recovery. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's a load. <laughs> it's, it's a big, yeah, it's a mouthful. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. So I guess because that's a lot and that's awesome, we're going to explore in all areas. Mm-hmm. Just from the get-go, is there a, if someone listening wants to follow along and learn more while we're going through the podcast, just from, from the get, what's a place where someone can find you on the internet, like a URL or is there is there anything like that or... Cool. Yeah, how can someone okay, find you? So we have a website. It's called um, nextrehab.wixsite.com slash move. It's, it's you know, we're not, we don't have the money for, not, <laughs> for yeah. a real <laughs> URL. Yeah, not the dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, to- I'm totally with you on that. It's um, honestly... I want to go into why you made that why you made that decision. I think that's freaking awesome. I think a lot of founders are like we need lawyers, we yeah. need domains, we need business cards, yeah. but no prop. You know, so um, cool. So uh, that's obviously a lot. I want to explore throughout the conversation, but to start, I want to go back to what we were talking about before we started recording, which was ASUIO mm-hmm. and uh, what you learned there. So, for to give the listeners context, can you explain what ASUIO is? And, uh, um, and then kind of what your experience was and what you learned, and we can just kind of go off from there. Yeah, so ASUIO was this uh, pitch competition for different ventures um, basically around the U.S. It wasn't just an ASU competition. Um, and these, it was like 25 ventures were competing for uh, 100K was the biggest prize, and there was, there was four prizes, 200Ks and uh, four 25Ks. So... Um, we, we didn't win, but um, we did learn a lot, actually. So our company isn't as advanced as all the other companies. And so we learned that our pitch was actually lacking. And that's probably like a pretty big portion of why we lost. We learned that like um, we needed to improve our business model for sure because uh, we're a bunch of engineers and we don't think kind of like how business people do. But uh, we learned exactly what we needed um yeah <laughs> yeah we, we learned a lot but um 
but we were considered semi-finalists, so I think that's a, yeah, that's that's a pretty, pretty good, good step. Yes, so. actually, it was like, it was 400 ventures that applied, and we were like 25 finalists or whatever. Which is pretty badass, so yeah. congratulations <laughs> Thank on you. that. Thank you. And also, I, I went to ASUIO, and for people listening who didn't go, which is probably a lot of you, because um, you're all around the country, it was in a football stadium, yeah. which is dope. Like, yeah. Over, yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah it's inside a football stadium <laughs> overlooking the field, which was... Really cool. Uh, so, obviously, you've done something. You've built something that is good enough and, and, and executed on it to get you there. So, now I want to kind of dig in a little deeper into what you do and your product or products. So, if I was just someone that was just say like, tell me more. Like, you gave us kind of the, 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 the 20 second blurb. But if I wanted to dive deeper and learn more about it, I guess, what, like, kind of do you products or do you... Um, yeah, how, how do you break it down? Okay, uh, so uh, pretty much what we have, um, so it's a specifically a vagus nerve stimulator, so it's a one of the cranial nerves, and uh, the particular branch that we're stimulating is uh, in the ear. Okay. <laughs> it goes into the ear, and we're uh, stimulating it non-invasively, so that means it, uh, you don't require surgery to use this device because a lot of other vagus nerve stimulators require that it's implanted and require surgery. So, so. you're the you're the I think second remember man I've talked to so many people I think you're the second company that I talked to that's doing something in that realm mm-hmm. and I don't understand that realm that well so mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this as an opportunity to get educated. <laughs> All right. So I've heard the vagus nerve I, I that you know mm-hmm. that's what people talk about. Um, when they're talking about like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like brain machine interfaces mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. So what, um, can you just dumb it down for me? Like what is the vagus nerve and why are so many companies trying to harness the power <laughs> of the vagus nerve? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> the vagus nerve is one of the cranial nerves. Um, there's, I think there's like, I don't know. 12. Yeah, there's 12 of them and it's the 10th mm-hmm. cranial nerve. Uh, the reason that so many companies or so many people are trying to target the vagus nerve is because there's so much research on it and there's like proven research that it does work when you stimulate this vagus nerve. Um, and so that's why we've targeted it at mm. least. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the, the magical nerve that mm-hmm. everyone wants to yeah, get it's a part actually, of. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> used for um, like treating depression and migraines and epilepsy actually. Anxiety. And anxiety and stuff like yeah. that. And so we decided to target it as well for stroke rehabilitation. And that's, um, sorry if I missed this, but you, you're, the stroke re- rehabilitation, that's the primary focus for, uh, for your company? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we, we could, like, our, we've got, like, a broad thing where we can also target, like, traumatic brain injury patients. Yeah. But our specific thing is stroke rehabilitation. Okay. This is awesome. I'm excited <laughs> to learn more. And I also, I'm on your website now, and yeah. from looking at literally coolest shit ever. <laughs> so... <laughs> How so? So I'm gonna a step further. So I understand now what the vagus nerve is. How um I mean you can get as technical or non technical as you want, <laughs> but one like once you are able to stimulate uh, the vagus nerve, what about simu- stimulating the vagus nerves helps patients get through mm-hmm. um, a, a stroke or yeah. like getting passed back to normal? I guess how does that work? All right, uh, so. Uh, essentially what happens, so you'll uh, electrically stimulate it, and then um, uh, based off of research that we found, and that has been um, uh, highly uh, proven, <laughs> essentially, um, is that it helps uh, 
uh, release neurotransmitters. So neurotransmitters are like the little chemicals in your brain that can um, modulate a bunch of different um, uh, behaviors. So like for depression, uh, you uh, you would want more uh, neurotransmitters of serotonin. That, that's one of them that affects um, depression. And so there's uh, three certain neurotransmitters that um, the vagus nerve releases when it gets stimulated, and those are the ones we're focusing on. And uh, that's been proven to help uh, with neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is essentially rewiring the brain, uh, rewiring the connections that your neurons make in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what a stroke does, it'll um, damage a part of the brain, so make that not very functional. And uh, when uh, neuroplasticity gets involved, it rewires around the damaged areas of the brain. And it helps uh, essentially regain that function. The brain is just always <laughs> um, uh, moving, essentially. It's always working. So it's really cool how it works. So, yeah. um, so it'll just kind of redirect uh, the pathways, essentially. And that's how you uh, regain the motor function. But it's a slow process. So we're trying to speed that up. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, another question regulating to the vagus nerve um so is there parts of the brain that the vagus nerve doesn't uh impact what and specifically what i'm asking is if i'm interested for whatever reason in the hypothalamus does the vagus nerve also control that or is it specific things i'm wondering because like i i've done Uh in-depth research on hypothalamus i'm just (laughs) just a curiosity are they are they related or totally unrelated okay um if you depends. don't know, also that's okay. I know the brain is very complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. Is specifically for like um, digestion and that kind of stuff. Okay. But from what we like, from the research, we, I think what your question is asking is whether it can only like help recover certain areas of the brain. Um, and we don't. I, I think from research, it's not that. That's not the case. I think it's it can help with like most of the yeah most of the brain. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. so. You mentioned when you were first explaining it that um, I think the word. Correct me if this is the right word or not, but invasive and non-invasive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, see, I'm, lear- I'm learning from the dog. <laughs> so you have solutions like Elon Musk, which mm-hmm. is invasive. I mean, like his like his company, which mm-hmm. is obviously different things, but mm-hmm. invasive, which is it goes into the skin, it's surgery, it goes yeah. inside of you, mm-hmm. and non-invasive. And you, and you said that a lot of people do this with invasive technology and yours isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, like, how, how is that possible? How did you pull it off? And um, and guess, what does that imply for uh, people using your product? So, I mean, how is it possible? Well, I guess if other, like, what were you able to figure out that other teams couldn't figure out? Um, mm-hmm. Just the fact that, I mean... I personally, when I think of brain machine, I, I know this isn't exactly brain machine interface, but that whole mm-hmm. category, I, I mean, I'm a techie, like, yeah. t- mm-hmm. like totally, but I don't know how I feel about getting something implanted in my brain. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the more you can do with technologies that are non-invasive, the better. So and you've done that. I just, mm-hmm. I just, what? How would you do that? Okay. Other things may not have been able to. So the thing about um, invasive vagus nerve stimulation is they, the reason that they do it is because the closer, I guess. The closer you get to the vagus nerve, the like better the result. Mm, but yeah, the thing accurate. is, is that yeah. But the thing is, is that you can still stimulate it from from the ear through electrodes. Is what we're using. Mm-hmm. And um uh, and another uh, competitor device, they have a, 
a branch that they stimulate is kind of like below the neck yes. and take the device and put it right on your neck. Yeah. And um, and our goal is to just kind of have to fit comfortably in the ear so you don't like, just have to keep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The keep putting is, on your neck. Yeah. So. The thing about invasive surgery or uh, invasive na- vagus nerve stimulation is they literally put the device there. And so you keep it there forever, basically. Um, and you can't go into an MRI machine because then it overheats. And you don't want to be, like, frying your nerve while you're in the MRI, right? That would be unfortunate. Yes, it would be. And so we're trying to, you know, help. We're trying to avoid the risks of surgery as well as helping the patient, you know, use the MRI when they need it, which stroke rehabilitation patients, they usually do. Yeah. So that makes sense. So is this – so I'm I'm just – I'm Googling the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking it up. What are – like, would you say – so you're targeting stroke victims to start. Mm-hmm. Would you say that, I don't know if this is like a screwed up way to think about it, but is that, is that like a product? Mm-hmm. And then another product you might do in the future is like, now I want to target heart attack victims mm-hmm. and I want to, we want to target X victims. <laughs> is that the right way to think about what you're doing or um, am I off base? I would think mm-hmm. that our product is actually more kind of rehabilitation in general, um, but for now we're targeting stroke rehabilitation yeah. patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we could probably in the future use it for like sports injuries and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like there's so many possibilities for vagus nerve stimulation that's already been in use, but we can probably make better. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, it's mostly targeted towards the, the neurological aspect of it, mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to rattle off a couple of things. Mainly you both know this, but people listening don't. And then I have a question. Software manager, neurology specialist, electronics <laughs> lead, head of legal affairs, software manager, and sales lead, and directing manager. You have assembled this team of what it seems like geniuses to work on this seemingly impossible problem. But based on what I'm looking at on your team page, you have like quite, quite a team to make this happen. How... Can you tell me, either of you, tell me, like, how did you get this team together? And um, and what's it like working on a, um, like, mo- it looks like most of you are students. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What's that like? Is that is there benefits to that? Do you not like it? Um, we'd just love to hear about team and how you're able to assemble such, like, a rock star team, it seems like. So, it's actually a crazy story. Um, <laughs> hey, we like crazy stories. We're so, on board thinking founders. <laughs> um, so, what happened is, is that we, me and Aiden uh, and two other students, we were in a class. And they basically, they set us, they were like, here's a problem, figure out a solution, basically, right? Um, and so everyone was kind of working on trying to create a vagus nerve stimulator, and they were doing it in different ways, but we had to compete against the whole class, and like our team was the best, and we were sent to London to work on it. And we were one of the first engineering students in the, it's called, it's it's uh, Teddy London. It's one of the first like engineering schools in King's College or something like that. Um, and so we went, when we were there, we met up with, so it was ASU students, there was King's College students, London, um, and there were some students from University of New South Wales in Australia. Uh, and so that's how we got, we got such a like a cool diverse team. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so we worked together on this for three weeks while we were there. It's like their summer school program. Mm-hmm. Um, their kind of idea for the summer school is um, like uh, actively learning and doing projects rather than like lectures and uh, all that fun stuff. So we worked on this for three weeks together and we uh, 
we were able to make a prototype by the end of it to show off <laughs> our, yeah. our cool work. So, so I'm gonna ask like a potentially like controversial question, but <laughs> it's my. I mean, I was a student. Most of us have been students. Um, mm-hmm. It's so when I, when I was a student and I was working on my my, my company or my startup at the time or, or projects, mm-hmm. the ninety percent of the other people that it's called Venture Devils. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, yeah. if you've been listening for a while, you, you probably know what Venture Devils is. Uh, podcast listeners, but it's like pretty much ASU's kind of startup accelerator incubator. I actually think it's kind of legit. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, most students don't have like the ability to make it happen and execute to a point where you can bring something to market. But the few that do are fucking incredible, mm-hmm. and and it's usually like ten percent of a group of people. And you've obviously done that, and you it seems like you you've you created the team of all that like top 10 percenters. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, like being, and obviously the, the market's realizing this because of ASCOIO, because you, you said you got press earlier, like you're, mm-hmm. you're in that tier. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess as students, um, how do you think about the future with this company? And uh, like, is it something where you want to do it like full time after? Is it like side project? Is it, is it, do you want to go big venture capital? I guess, how do you think about the future as you're, you know, you're all still in school? Um, well, <laughs> we... If it's TBD, you can... You can <clears throat> no, 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 it's all, it's all good. Um, yeah, no, so we've kind of talked about it a little bit as a as a team, as a company, um, of what we'd, what we'd like to do for, like, the future of this. Um, and we've decided that we do it as a side project, mostly because we're such an international team. Like, we've got somebody from Canada, we've got the four of us in the U.S., and then there's one from London and one from yeah. Australia. So, yeah. like, <laughs> working, yeah, <laughs> working on this as a, like, time a full-time. Time zones must be so fun. Yeah, no, oh, <laughs> really man, fun. it's so great. Yeah, yep. we love setting up uh, voice <laughs> yeah. meetings with yeah, the time zone. Yep. Three different continents. <laughs> I, in one of my uh, previous companies, we had an editor that lived in New Zealand, uh, and it's just, like, yeah, it, yeah. It just no, I mean that's just that was just one of the two different continents mm-hmm. you're talking about like three. three yeah Whew. yeah <laughs> yeah and so we're working on this as, as a side project we're trying to take us as, as far as we can go we're having so much fun with it I mean it's like it's yeah it's it's great that we can apply all the knowledge that we've learned in school so early like after we haven't even graduated yet right? and so yeah we're so excited about it so I actually want to dive into the last thing you said, which is the market, mm-hmm. like the job market, mm-hmm. or just the market, not even the job market, <laughs> is very much so changed from mm-hmm. when our parents went to school. Mm-hmm. And the opportunities that are available to like smart young people like us, like anyone that is like graduate, I mean, just anyone, period, forget about young, anyone, <laughs> if they want to harness it, is, is uh, there's a lot of opportunity. So if you don't mind sharing, like obviously you're you're both very smart, very capable, mm-hmm. bright futures ahead of you, and you have you have this changing environment like out after college where you have the internet, you can do whatever you want, entrepreneurship, etc. Um, how do you think about like uh, how do you think about the future after you graduate on what like not job options but just opportunities mm-hmm. uh, in uh, like in the real world for people that obviously can execute on such difficult things? I don't know. Like, that question makes sense? I don't know if that's a uh, I question. think I understand what you're saying. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, the world has changed, and you got, you, you're you able to, like, start a company on the internet. You mm-hmm. could be anywhere the hell in the world. You mm-hmm. can you can build, you know, mm-hmm. a giant company. You can be big on Twitter and get, get networked without entering a networking event. Mm-hmm. Just the world has changed, and I I, mean, I feel like I've taken advantage of it as, like, a, a recent grad, or I guess not so recent anymore, mm-hmm. but, like, a young person that wants to do big things. 
And I just love when I get to talk to other smart people and just hear their plans and how they think about the future. Um, so that's kind of just the angle of the question that I'm trying to, to get at. I think it's pretty cool that we can, like, I mean, we, we're we all engineers, as I mentioned before, and so we don't have, like, much of a, like, a business background, and so a lot of our knowledge has come from the internet, um, <laughs> yeah. of, like, you know, like, what Stack is this? Overflow? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, literally, yeah. like, oh, how do you even make a pitch deck, or, like, what's a good <laughs> ah, pitch, that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, what is a good business model? What even is a business model, right? Um, and so I think it's really cool, but also ASU gives us, like, so many opportunities for entrepreneurs entrepreneurship and innovation i'm not even trying to like give a plug here but like it's so cool yeah they really push it (laughs) yeah no really there's like so much so much entrepreneurship opportunities like venture doubles as you mentioned before and like they just they really want us to succeed with our startups and it's it's it made it's made it like easier for us I, as of today, I'm working out of Tempe uh, because I think what's happening in Tempe is like super special. Um, And I I actually wrote a blog post on that. Like, I think this is going to be the next, like the the big startup hub in in Arizona. It'll take some time. We need a few things to happen. But I I can't agree more. Like AS, like the best investor in Arizona is Venture Devils. Mm -hmm. And obviously they don't take, they don't even take equity, which is great. You know, it's just, here's some, here's 5k. Like we want that money too. It's awesome. Um, like, how? I mean, so okay. So going back to 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 the product. So, can you kind of walk me through the equivalent of a user experience? Is it a thing that I put on my face? Is it a? Is it a? I don't even know. What's the actual like product that I touch and feel? If I just had a stroke, hopefully, you know, hopefully yeah. it doesn't happen. But we can know. help you. Yeah, yeah. So how? Like, let's talk about it. So yeah. I just had a stroke hypothetically. And now I'm, I'm going through rehab, like, you're helping. What, what does this look like? All right. So uh, first, uh, you would have the, the motion detector, like, set up in front of you. Someone could help you with that, or, or maybe you would be able to do it. But um, so you would have this, essentially, a camera in front of you. And um, you would either stand or sit in front of this camera. And there would be, uh, uh, later on, uh, you would have pre-programmed exercises built into it lot that your physical therapist would put in. It would be easier for the physical therapist and, um, if they just choose which one. And then um, the patient would be in front of this camera and they'd do the repetitions. So uh, for now with our coding, we have it set to like an arm flex. So the patient would sit in front of this and do the arm flex for however many repetitions they need to. And each time... It detects the correct movement. Uh, the uh, the simulator will activate and it will uh, stimulate the vagus nerve, and that will reinforce uh, that correct movement. So like if they don't do it correctly, like if they don't bring it all the way up, it won't do anything. And so you, you gotta do it and then stimulate, um, reinforce that movement, and uh, slowly they'll learn how to regain that function over time at a much a more rapid rate than just doing it on their own without anything mm-hmm. and like the best thing is that the physical therapist so like usually they'll go to a physical therapist mm-hmm. and they'll tell them okay you did this right or you did this wrong but they won't need the physical therapist they'll still need the physical therapist to like tell them how to do it and everything so we're not we're not losing jobs here um <laughs> we're just helping them out augmentation yes yeah, it's just <laughs> the future is not automation it's yeah. augmentation yeah. yes um and so so yeah so the physical therapist um would tell them what to do the patient would do it at home so they can increase the number of repetitions and that's like the biggest problem in stroke rehabilitation is that they don't get to do the the necessary number of repetitions for 
like maximum motor function recovery, um, which is really important in that first like like one to six months or whatever of stroke rehabilitation. Three to six months. Three to six, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, and actually, sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, we actually uh, it was a good learning experience for uh, going back to ASUIO. We sure. were we were speaking with a uh, 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 sports uh, a rehab person, sports medicine, mm-hmm. and he was telling us how. He would deal with these patients who have sports injuries, and they're coming for physical therapy with them, and they're going once a week with them, and he'd be he would say, okay, you need to do this amount of repetitions this week by the time we get back, and then they come back, and they're worse off than they were the last week because they didn't do the repetitions on their own at mm-hmm. home, and yeah. so he was saying how important it is that the patients are motivated to do this at home, mm-hmm. and so that I, we're hoping that our device will come in with that too. So. Correct me if I'm wrong, and this is going to be a really ridiculous analogy, but I just want to sink it in for myself and sink it in for listeners. Is it like the type of thing where, let's say you're using this technology to reinforce another behavior. Um, let's say, for example's sake, drinking more water versus coffee. I know this is not what it's designed for, <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. just nail yeah. it in. Mm-hmm. Would it, is, it, is this right where it's like, great, Matt, you're supposed to drink more water, not coffee, and every time you drink water... You no, it's just it, it, well. Pretty much, it's it. it it's it, like telling it your tells brain. you when you're doing yeah. something right. Mm-hmm. That, that is that pretty, and obviously when you're doing this and you do it right, it's like great, you did it right, and yeah. it's reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what blows my mind is that like, do you know, like be be totally, you can be as uh, the um, you can boast as much as you want here. Like how hard is the thing that you just like? How could how hard is that for someone else to do what you did? Like how like. It, it seems insanely cool. Like, are there a lot of things out there like this? Um, um not like exactly like yeah. this. I guess so, like there's some variations. They don't use that. like motion tracking or anything like that. It's basically just stimulation. It's also constant stimulation. So you're reinforcing the bad things that you're doing too. So if you do the the motion incorrectly, they're like, oh yeah, that's right. And it's like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, and, yeah. And, and most of the time, it's invasive. Like, yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. What blows my mind, and this is something I've been on, especially on Twitter, for like the last, for the last week, I'm sure every VC following me is like, this guy is super annoying, <laughs> but I've, what, so I have this theory, um, and uh, you would probably know better than I would, so I wonder your thoughts, that the best, the smartest startup founders or, or, or business owners, etc., aren't thinking about, like, like this whole time, you talk about the product, you're, you're geeking out on the technology, the solution, and you're all very open about the fact that like you're you're, lear- you're learning business. You're not mm-hmm. super, you know, business savvy, which is mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, but there's this assumption in in San Francisco that like the best founders just like know how to fundraise and like play, mm-hmm. they ha- they get the access and they play the game. And and, and 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 if you're not able to do that, like you're not a good founder. Mm-hmm. I kind of disagree with that. I'm kind of curious of being like a top, in my opinion, like a very very capable founder, but like not in San Francisco. <laughs> how do you think about just like access to access to to like not necessarily venture capital but just access period like like san francisco is the mecca of startups mecca of all of this you're in arizona but you're making it happen which means i feel like you're like more badass than like every startup in san francisco <laughs> i don't know where the question is <laughs> it's just like i i i what, i'm just make a point if you're listening, you're you're talking to, to these are this is proof that you can have technical founders that may not know like everything about business or fundraising, but they're fucking badasses. <laughs> like, damn, I just there is like this gap 
in, in San Francisco, everyone thinks that the best founders can raise money. I'm just like, that's bullshit, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> Anyways, going, just going away from the rant, although I am, like, on, on one on that. But, like, what, what are your day-to-days, when you're working on um, this company, obviously, you've, you've, whatever, whatever else you're doing in school, other jobs, etc. But when you're working on this, what, what are your activities? What do you do um, day-to-day or week-to-week if you're not working daily? Um, for both of you, I'm curious. Okay. Um, yeah. So mostly a lot of our um, co-founders would be, like, working on improving the device, actually. So, like, that's Aiden. He would be improving, like, the software of the device. He's actually implementing a game into the... Mm. So, like, so, yeah, so basically... Building, building that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got, like... Building a game for that? Yeah. Well, oh, let's talk... Like, let's <laughs> talk about that. I, yeah, I just sure. got the Oculus Quest. Uh, it's not related, obviously, <laughs> but, like, that has gotten me into yeah. gaming yeah, and gamification. Yeah. So... Nice. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, sure. Are you building? Okay, so um, essentially, I'm building it through the Unity engine. Yeah. And um, are you wait? Tell me if this is right. Yeah. Are you using? Oh my gosh! Are you using C plus plus? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the business guy knows something. That, yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yeah, because uh, Unity also works alongside Microsoft Visual Studio, which is like the thing you yeah. use for Unity, I guess. <laughs> and that is C plus plus. Yes. And so I'm learning that too. <laughs> it's <just laughs> fun. Um, but uh, it's very rudimentary right now. <laughs> but all days, I got to work though, so I was happy about that. Before the ASU Innovation Open, yeah, no one really cared to see it though. That's why. So wait, what did so it like it? No yeah. one cared to see it. Yeah. What is it like? It is a At game. game. But how, I know, but like, yeah. if if what if I cared to see it? I would show you. you. So, so, so I guess what is it like a computer? Is it? How, uh, I guess how does. So uh, pretty much our our setup for the prototype, it's my laptop plugged into a Kinect, (laughs) an Xbox Kinect. So, um, and at the ASU I.O., I just like had my laptop sitting on top of the Kinect on a chair, and that was our setup. (laughs) And we had a little like like boundary taped off so that people wouldn't step in the way. But, um, so you stand in front of the Kinect and then I press play on it, and then there's a little bubble floating around. And uh, the Kinect tracks your hands, your hand moving, so you can move around it. Uh, you move your hands around, the, the circles will follow your hands. It's just an outline of your hands. And then you just hit the bubble and pop it, essentially. <laughs> so it's really basic. But, yeah. but we're, we're working on it. We're uh-huh. trying to make it That's, better, yeah. So, I mean, are you going to do that in VR? That is a literally... That's a possibility, yeah. yeah. I mean, have you... Are you familiar... Do you know what the Oculus Quest is? Yeah, I know the yeah, yeah. VR stuff. So, <laughs> so but because the, the, the Quest... Like, I just got the Quest, and it's blown my mind, because it's, it's not as good as PC, but it's mm-hmm. it's close. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's mobile, which means... It, like, most people don't know what it is yet, but, like, I, I feel like I'm seeing the future with, mm-hmm. the, with the Quest. Why... Like, why... Like, would you make a VR game if you could? So... Um, at least for now with VR technology, we're, I, I think we should wait until the VR prices are dropping because yeah. our, our, our goal is to make for people is a, a, a lender, a lender headset. Uh, <laughs> if you want, hey, that'd I, be cool. Hey, well, hit me up. Well, I mean, we're talking right now, but, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I have a headset that I am, I'm, I'm, I'm in like learning mode. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I use it often, but like I'm. I'm trying to see the future, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling my friends, yo, like, let me come over and you can play with it. They think it's like, oh, cool, Master Generous. Oh no, I'm observing them. I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. Um, because uh, one day I want to build it 
an esports Phoenix League. Oh, nice. In VR. Mm-hmm. Be not, awesome. I mean, no, it, the whole thing won't be in the VR, <laughs> but it'll be like, yo, come to this room, play this game, buy in 15 bucks, winner gets 80%, I, I get 20. Like, <laughs> that's just my. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And no, no one wanted to try it, though, at ASUIO? Why not? There were a couple uh, people that were interested. I, I kind of showed uh, I mostly showed them how the device actually worked. They cared more about that. I think, but, uh, I uh, think uh, that they were just a little bit embarrassed about <laughs> stepping in front of the camera and, like, moving their hand. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, probably. But, um... And, and also another aspect on the VR is that uh, we are thinking later on to uh, maybe move the motion detecting to a, a mobile app. So that yeah. instead of lugging around like a big camera, you could just have it on your phone and just set up your phone mm-hmm. in front. So we were thinking that would be better. I, I know, I so this is probably not relevant, but mm-hmm. if it is, I know someone that is building very cool technology that get, that enables AR apps. Yeah, uh, AR like, is really cool. Have you heard of Place Note? I don't know if it's popular or not. I mean, it could be very yeah. small. I know about AR, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, play, I mean, I, play Snow could be very... I, I don't know, but I know a guy... I mean, this is my first mention of them, which is cool. Um, I know someone, his name's Avery, who is working on a product for Play Snow, and I, and I think... I'm going to... This is probably going to be wrong, but in the category of rights, you can pretty much, in VR, place... Like, I could, in VR, place a, a, stick car, a sticky note there, mm-hmm. but it's not really there. Mm-hmm. And then someone else with Play Snow can see the sticky note. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I think... It's like way more useful than that. I think. That, I mean, that's like mm-hmm. a, like a fun idea, but is it really yeah. useful? I think they're ma- like making that actually useful. Mm-hmm. So if that's relevant at all, oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to go back. I like. I feel like I was trying to ask a question about this, but instead it just turned into a point, not a question. <laughs> but I do want your perspective. Trying to, like, to forget my bias because you, you do feel my bias. But like, when you think about. Um, just like capital, mm-hmm. like do, do you think for a second about raising any money or going down that path, or is it just not a um, not a path that you want to go down? Um, I, I would say so. Yes, uh, for now because we want enough to get patents. Yeah. <laughs> so because we cannot afford that, <laughs> so uh, fundraising is like a, a pretty big goal in that aspect oh, right now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like we're trying to get enough money. Uh, like that's why we pitched at the ASUI. Yeah. We're trying to get money at least to improve our prototype and make it better. Like we said, mm-hmm. there are a couple of things that we were try- talking about how we wanted to add them, mm-hmm. and that costs money. <laughs> so far, we've like we've built our prototype with like the least amount of money possible but we know that it could be so much better and like of course we'd want to like make it better and be able to market it to people that are you know in need of Of, it of course so hypothetically um and if i have any question that like you're not you're you want to like stop (laughs) i'm not trying to i'm just curious yeah yeah if 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 i was rich which i'm not i'm (laughs) opposite of rich but if i was i'm like i believe in this here's a million bucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like whatever yeah yeah, let's a million would you if someone gave you just enough money Mm -hmm. that was just enough Mm -hmm. um and more than enough would you consider like doing this as a full-time thing if that was a stip if that was a stipulation how about Mm -hmm. that like i'll give you five million but y'all gotta do it full time. Stay where you're at, but mm-hmm. full time is that like a, a model that you would go down? Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, this is like a field that I like absolutely love, and so to be able to do it for like my my job, that'd be awesome. Yeah, being your own boss, yeah, yeah pretty nice. <laughs> and uh, one more question. I just this is like on a scale, like total honesty, because mm-hmm. I'm not. It's like bias is creeping in, but I'm also just genuinely curious on a scale. From like one to ten, at, at this moment, how capable do you feel like you could like raise money from an investor? Like, how much do you know about that process on a scale from one to ten? 
Um, I think so far we've like, you know, kind of, we know about like ASU pitch competitions and stuff. And so I would assume it's like a 7.5. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. around like seven, yeah, yeah, but not from like direct investors, yeah. I'm not sure, but with pitching at yeah. least competitions. Hey, hey honestly, yeah. ASU, you're right in that it is like you can almost write. I mean, that's I mean, Air Garage. I mean, I, again, I don't think they're like that famous here anymore, but like mm-hmm. they got their start on it. Actually, I have a I have, I have a plug. So <laughs> the only I'm I'm taking zero percent credit for any of their success that they're having right now. But what I will say. It was in 2017, I had an email list called Phoenix Launch Lab, and I when I launched, I, I launched them. Uh, I mean, they launched themselves, but I got the word out about them. And Brent Siebel responded to me and was like, "Oh, these guys are cool. Like, can you make an intro?" And like, that is what started uh-huh. the funding streak, and mm-hmm. uh, at least of ASU. So I can take like small, small credit there. I'm very happy for their, <laughs> very happy for their success. We're next, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, for sure. Hey, I, honestly, one of their goals for this podcast is. Uh, to highlight smart founders that may not have like networks elsewhere because mm-hmm. most people that listen to this are in San Francisco and like that's where like most of the money is mm-hmm. at least in my no that's not an opinion that's 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 a fact um, <laughs> yeah. so that, like one of the reasons I do this is like to get cool founders on the map that wouldn't have that like quote unquote PR otherwise mm-hmm. um, but like is is I want to I want to dive deeper into this, but I don't want to I don't want to get into a place that's like uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. just let me know if if yeah. I'm getting there. But I am really interested in the dynamic of you want you, you do it part time. You're planning on doing it part time, mm-hmm. but if someone gave you a shot, you'd be you, you'd say yes and mm-hmm. you would do it full time. Mm-hmm. Like, do you just have? Can you give me some more color there? Like, um, just because in 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 other places usually at this point there would be someone that's like all right i'm a, i'm gonna secure the bag i'm gonna make it i'm gonna raise a million bucks two million bucks mm-hmm. um and it's just like obvious up there but like in the other parts of the country it's like let's a little more convoluted and like, i don't think the, the way they do it up there is, is correct anyways mm-hmm. but like ideally what's the path forward for you in the perfect world if everything worked out exactly how you wanted it to what would like the next five years look like for next rehab? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to get through FDA. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get through. That, that, I know F- nothing about that. So, so FDA <laughs> regulations, you have to like, so for medical devices, usually you have to get it FDA approved yeah. before you can actually sell it. Um, <laughs> so you can't so, get revenue until you get through Yeah, literally, oh, yeah. And it costs a lot. It does, <laughs> yeah. And time. It's like so, yeah. It takes like two years at least for a class two device, which is what we are. Oh, and it, and I, it, I mean, oh, I think I mean, it might be more. Like, maybe <laughs> yeah. minimum two years. That sounds not fun. And, yeah. and they, yeah. they, they make you pay to. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure that's they need revenue yeah. too. But like, yeah. how much? It costs for testing. Oh, yeah. You had to prove to them different aspects about safety. I mean, I get that. Yeah. It makes sense. It sucks. Uh-huh. It does. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. No. I mean, do you think? It's, yeah. Do you think? I mean, I really don't know. Like, I have no bias here. I literally know nothing about it. Like, is is do you think all that stuff is necessary for just objectively, should that be there? Or do you think it's kind of a locker to innovation? Uh, I personally, um, I think as much as it sucks, it is important. It makes sure that, uh, that everything is a well-documented process and that it proves that it works and that it's safe so that it's a real, like, a good product that you can give to people instead of just, like, a random sham product. They're like, oh, this will... <laughs> cure your diabetes if you if you shock yourself with this but yeah. uh, so I, I think some 
uh, that, uh, that amount of regulation is important, you know. But for me, yeah. I think that yes, it's necessary and everything. Like we do need, of course, to make sure that our medical devices are safe. But in the U.S., we take so much time that in Europe they don't take as much time as we do. That's true. And so I think it's the time aspect, not necessarily the fact that like we have to get on two years. Yeah, it? yeah. yeah. It takes a lot of time. It does. Yeah. And just in a in a hypothetical. Like how much to, to, to get it to market, like to get through the FDA, I, again, no idea. How much money does it cost? Like how much money would you need or how much does it cost to get there? I, I, I can't even fathom. And also an additional yeah. question, mm-hmm. what, like I, I hear from a lot of, I've heard from not directly, but from news sources and just whatever, like the FDA, it sucks and costs a lot of money, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But like specifically, what are the things that cost money? Like what makes it so expensive um, to get through and why is it such a hurdle? Mm-hmm. So the things that we would need to pay for would be patenting for sure. That takes like I think it's like ten k or something to something patent it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and someone to draft it too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. like attorney fees and yeah. all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, um, that is tons of fun. Yeah, it is <laughs> real fun. <laughs> um, and then there's also like manufacturing and. I don't even know, like FDA, like approval and all that yeah, stuff. The, te- the testing process, yeah, the testing because we had to go through multiple rounds of testing that each cost a lot of money. You got to find the subjects, the animals, mm-hmm. uh, all the different steps, yeah. uh, review boards. And also it's, like pay all the people that are working. Obviously not, not everyone can work for free, right? No, of course, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so like, what is the, um, I, just, what I'm trying to, like I know software really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know software really well. But I don't know hardware or this kind of stuff really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of curious, what would be like the absolute minimum? Uh, uh, just, just if you can pull a number out of the air um, that's somewhat accurate to your knowledge. But like, how much do you think it costs to get through it? Like 100K? Is more? I than would think no idea. Yeah, no, I millions. would say a million. Billions? Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that's uh, the Ooh. harsh reality of medical devices. <laughs> yeah, specifically medical devices. Like, it's, yeah. there's so many. Like, there were at the ASUIO, there were so many like electric devices out there, or like that they were pitching. And like for them, they don't have to go through FDA clearance. They don't have to really do like the clinical testing or anything like that. And so for them, it would be a little bit cheaper than it would be for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. And do you have? Um, I get I got this question all the time when I ran a company. I kind of hated it, but, so I'm sorry that I'm asking you. But do you have? <laughs> like FDA, people that have gone through FDA like as mentor, like do you have people guiding you through the process or are you trying to like figure it out, which is also fine? So, so we've got like a couple of mentors, one of them who's like, he's gotten so many companies, he's helped so many companies and he's like gotten so many devices out there. And then we also have uh, Venture Devils mentors. We have our professors that are kind of like, you know, low key helping us out with yeah. all that stuff. Cause they can't like. Awesome. <laughs> I, I get yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Man, that's such that's so interesting. One of, I just I, I just feel like the what you've already been able to do mm-hmm. and team you brought together and with with I, mean, I don't know how much money, but like you, you're not funded. Like mm-hmm. you, you've raised probably grant money mm-hmm. from ASU, yeah. and like, I, I, I can. Think it's like five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, not much. <laughs> See, that that says a lot about you because when I got a thousand, like this was like very, this was when I was a student, so it was before I did anything in my opinion, like legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a thousand dollars from a uh, no five hundred dollars from a pitch company. Mm-hmm. I like didn't understand the, the the idea of like making money last and like actually one dollar should turn into three dollars. Like you should mm-hmm. leverage your money mm-hmm. 
so that it grows in value, mm-hmm. um, not through an investment, but like I'm gonna hire this person because they're gonna do you know etc. And then yeah. that 501 like that all mm-hmm. all the stupid software that mm-hmm. I didn't need. Mm-hmm. I, I learned I learned a lot. I mean I, I was a very bad founder. I feel like I've gotten a lot better. So it's okay. Yeah, it's all um, a learning process. That is. Well, I, ooh, that's a good that's a good point. And also, um, real quick, it's okay if this is on air. I know I know we started a little late. I'm um. I'm curious. Are we good on time right now? Uh, um, for you, for you guys, um, it's fine. It's like a casual pod, so it's fine. Yeah. Six thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna get out before six thirty. Yeah. So we, we won't we won't do okay. it until then. So that's good. Um, just want to get a little longer. So, you're how long would you? Say, so when I say the journey, this journey that you're on, um, everyone has their own journey in a certain industry. And when you think of your, your both of your journeys with this company, or or just with startups in general, like. What would you say you've learned so far on your journey, whether it's been a month long, a year long, you know, however long you've been in this, um, what have you learned on your journeys? Oh, there's so much. (laughs) much, (laughs) I mean, first Um, of all, just like Vegas nerve stimulation in general, like learning about all that stuff. Um, but also like just what it takes to make a company. There's so much out there that like, I didn't even know because I didn't, I am not a business major. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know, personally for me, at least when I was developing the prototype, I I learned a lot about myself. Like I thought wasn't possible that I could do when I was developing the code for this because I had no idea what was happening. And then slowly over time, I was able to not know anything and up to having a working device that activates when you yeah. do a specific motion so i had no idea i could do that so yeah it, it's a really cool experience yeah I, I didn't think that i could like start a company at all so yeah, i mean right. i felt like we just kind of fell into this yeah honestly that's how it works i didn't think that i would be like a co-founder like yeah. <laughs> like 10 years not even yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah no it's it's surprisingly it's not a it, it, it's a pretty common narrative on just like this happened and this happened mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my gosh I got a company yeah um what one one of my few questions before we wrap it up is um on the like I'm kind of curious so you mentioned both of you mentioned a couple of times like the business side you're with a technical still learning business um are you I mean how do you think about that just on a company ownership standpoint I'm um, not percentage points, but just mm-hmm. team member. Like, are you looking for like a business person and trying to skill up yourself? Like, how do you think about filling that that uh, that gap uh, That's currently? A great question <laughs> because we're actually yeah we are looking for somebody who's like more business oriented, knows more about this kind of stuff, and actually enjoys it. You know, we want them to enjoy it. Obviously, like yeah. we enjoy what we do, we want them to enjoy what they do. Yeah. Um. But so far, we've been kind of doing it ourselves. But yeah, we do need somebody. <laughs> yeah, we're looking for yeah. that right now. So. And um. I'm just curious because, like, I, uh, for my own personal knowledge, because I, like, know, like, business people know business mm-hmm. people, techie, techie, no techie, <laughs> same, same thing, so, like, I might be able to help you find one. Oh. Like, what, in a perfect world, like, what would the dream business person, if they emailed you, was like, hey, I got blank skills, what mm-hmm. would blank be? Like, what, what are you looking for? Uh, marketing. Yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah. somebody who, who, like, knows a lot about marketing, how to, like, actually create, like, a business, like, just, that has that knows, that, like, here's this idea and is like, oh, okay, I have the perfect business model for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely somebody who loves, just loves yeah. pitching. Outgoing. Yes, outgoing, <laughs> loves pitching, loves, like, talking to people because we're, like, a lot of us are introverts, right? <laughs> and we're, like, scared. Yeah, we're, like, a little scared of everybody. Um, but we want somebody who's not scared of everyone else. 
But yeah. we're all, we're all, we are also working on that aspect yeah. of ourselves. No, no, yeah, we learned so, We responded to that email. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I came up and talked to you at the, yeah. the I.O. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, you're the... That's why you look familiar. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> we... I was so energetic. At, oh, my God. I was like... I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Was, I, did, was my energy... Like, did it put you off? No, I, I no, was literally was so startup by like <laughs> look at all the smart startup people yes i, well, I was we excited too yeah we were like that too we were oh, like oh God. let's come talk to us like we're that shit yeah. was wild honestly funny funny story this is not you, you might think it's a joke it's literally not like four days after ASUIO, i'm working at the henry it's a coffee shop in town oh okay and they're they're, they're saying that someone told me hey you can only be here for 31 minutes we're shutting it down for an event i'm like all right let's chill like mm-hmm. whatever like five minutes later, guess who sits? I'm gonna actually make you guess. Uh, only one guess, and then, and then like, because that's not fair. But like, <laughs> someone sits in front of me while I'm right in front of me while I'm working. Guess who it is? Michael Crow. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> Michael Crow just sits uh, right in front of me. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. There it's he Michael is. Crow. Yeah, it's so of course, because Michael I guess Crow. like I got the business stuff. I'm like, oh, gotta talk to Michael Crow. Yeah. <laughs> so I go up. And I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, and we get char- and like, I mean, I'm probably a blip on its radar, obviously, mm-hmm. but like. It's just, I just told him, like, you know what, man? Like, you're doing, you're, like, you're doing it. Like, you're not just, <laughs> no, you're not politicking. You're literally making Tempe the place to, for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my, my prediction is that in 50 years, Tempe will be the capital of, of, of Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. I, like, it sounds ridiculous. Just look at all, this, look at all the buildings. Like, yeah. And we got lots of yeah. cool buildings. Yeah. Well, but it, mm, it's, I think there's, I think, I think something's happening here. I'm yeah. biased, but I'm, I'm I'm biased. No, I agree. It. Yeah, yeah, no, it Let's is. see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of companies and stuff. Well, a couple more questions. So, what would you say is the, I kind of already asked this question in a way, but not, I'll change the way I ask. Like, big vision, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, however far out you want to think, what does this look like? Assuming, let's just assume someone's like, here's $100 million, survive forever, <laughs> change million, the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, exactly. <laughs> Uh, how how big could this get, and what will it look like in a decade? Oh, this could get pretty big, actually. If if we did get a hundred million, yeah, no, yeah. this would be like amazing because we'd we'd revolutionize, I think, stroke rehabilitation. I know that's a big word, but like right now, there's like all you've got is a physical therapist, and that's it. And you, nobody or like usually these people don't get the maximum amount of motor function recovery in their like partially paralyzed limb. Um, and so if if yeah, if this works out, this could be so big. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Do you... Could it... I mean, so define, if you're open to it, mm-hmm. define, like, big, meaning not size, not revenue, um, but, like, what different ways do you think people could be using the technology? Could you be stimulating other nerves? Like, I mean, I, can, I don't know how that stuff mm-hmm. works, but um, I guess technologically, what do you think the possibilities are if you have all the resources in the world um, do you have a direction that you potentially want to want to go in? So I would think that obviously we'd get our game working. Yeah. Um, we'd we'd be able in to in VR. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Ship a million VR headsets. Yeah. That, that, to everyone. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pay for this VR headset <laughs> and the stimulus. I'm gonna just. If, if I get rich in the next, like, 10 years, I'm going to fucking do that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm going to buy all these VR headsets, give it to people for free, just, like, experience it. Just do Have it. Have fun, yeah. Um, yeah, so besides the game, we'd probably, like, make our device um, small and, 
Um, we'd be able to also, like, we mentioned this earlier, uh, put it into a phone app so that we're not, like, making these people lug around this huge camera. Um, yeah, the whole setup. And, like, yeah, and, well, and... Even, like, VR, they had the sensors that you had to put <laughs> up all around you for some of the devices, so we yeah. want to minimize that. Not anymore. And, yeah. Not with the Quest. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Dude, I'm in love with the Quest. It's, it's a game changer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems so cool. Yeah. Um, but other, other than that, it would be, like, so I guess we wouldn't really focus just on stroke rehabilitation would be able to take it to different kinds of rehabilitation like mm -hmm. verbal rehabilitation is also like another yeah, one that's important. so Aphasia. not just physical yeah um but also like m remembering all the words and because in stroke you kind of there's either you know the word but you don't know what it does or you know what it does but you don't know the word and so i feel like we could probably help with that um yeah i just there's so many endless possibilities. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we could probably work on other devices too that mm -hmm. <laughs> account for yeah. a bunch of different uh, neurological deficits. We'd so. help other startups, you know, yeah. <laughs> help the little yeah. guy like we. <laughs> yeah, host your own pitch competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 with you on that. I'm we're on the same wavelength there. Um, so, I guess a couple more questions. Um, actually, one more question, mm -hmm. and then we'll do the the typical one that I always finish with. What did, speaking of helping young entrepreneurs um, or earlier stage entrepreneurs, although you are early stage, mm -hmm. it's all levels, and you're actually for many considered very late stage. You figured mm -hmm. out so much mm -hmm. that so that someone would, with just an idea, you're like, oh my gosh, like you're probably role models. Mm -hmm. So, what advice would you have for any other? I'm gonna uh, label it to student entrepreneurs, people that are students <laughs> that are young, that their ideas, they think what you've done is like insane. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. um, what advice do you have for them to just kind of make it happen for themselves um i i'd say make use of all your resources mm -hmm. like if you're i guess if you're a student you'd be mm -hmm. at a university and uh many universities uh have some sort of uh, incubation like a program that they usually do and in, in asu's case have multiple <laughs> lots of competitions going on all the time lots of classes on it so make it if you're really serious about it you want to make use of all of those and also have uh, a good novel idea that not many people have thought of and mm -hmm. try to revolutionize that. Be innovative, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but also, like, make sure that you understand what the customer wants when you're making mm -hmm. these. Yeah, customer well. needs. Yeah, figuring out, like, all these things. And if you find that you're not, uh, that you, like, don't know something, then find out, like, figure it out, basically. Either find someone who knows it or find it out yourself. Figure it out is one of the five core values of the company that I work for. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like it. I, to I totally agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, last question. You got all these people listening, all the millions and tens of... <laughs> no, just kidding. Not millions. Um, but you got people listening. They're probably into the conversation. They probably are into what you're doing, and they want to help. They just want, they want a way to help these smart founders, uh, you smart founders. How... Uh, can they help? What's an ask that you have for the forward-thinking founders community that someone might be able to assist with? Um, I would say, like, if you if this is something that interests you and you find you have a way that you can help, whether that's like money or even advice, or you're a business person oh. that wants it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that wants to help out, you can contact us through our website. Um, don't even yeah, don't, yeah please reach yeah, out to reach us, out to us. Like, to we, we want to talk to you <laughs> yeah. yeah all right well the last thing i'll say is i don't think you guys are afraid of, of talking to people at least <laughs> if you were you've definitely you've definitely <laughs> crossed the cross the chasm there um well thanks so much for coming on to the podcast yeah, this was a lot of fun i think what you're working on is dope and uh 
I now know what a Vegas nerve is and know, know <laughs> what it is. is. And yeah. now I know of a non-invasive company that can control it or at least stimulate it. So yeah. thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. And best of luck. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah.